Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Xbox Ultimate episode number five. My name is Mav. We got a lot to talk about this week. There has been a lot going on the last couple of days without a lot of news, but still a lot of talk. Uh, so this may be a little bit longer of an episode than usual just because of the amount of drama going on right now. So, you know, we're going to be talking about potential uh, price uh, for Series X and Series S with some fun speculation about that, right? Uh, we're going to be talking about why has there not been gameplay being shown on the Series X and why everybody's talking about it and is that a problem? Um, you know, we've seen games running but not actually running on the Series X. So that's going to be a lot of what we talk about here because this is driving the internet crazy right now. Um, also, we're going to be talking about um, some of the launch lineup games and go into some more information on Halo and some other stuff. So let's jump right into that. All right. So first, I want to talk about our fun speculation of the week. So our fun speculation of the week is the price of the Series X. When the Series S is officially announced, what is the price going to be of that? So there's been... The reason I'm bringing that up this week is because I think that announcement is coming very soon. And what I mean by very soon is possibly within a a week or so. And I'll talk about that a little bit more later. But the price. So a lot of people are, I mean, people are are running the gamut on this thing, right? So I'm on one, one end of it by far on one end of the spectrum. Other people are way on the other end of the spectrum. And then there's a lot of people in the middle here. So I've seen speculation on the price being as high as $7.99, right? And I've seen speculation on the price of the Series X being as low as $3.99. With most people saying either $4.99 or $5.99. Now those two may be the most realistic. You know, I mean, that's seems like fair value for what you're getting as far as power and everything in that box. All the specs that were announced, everything that was revealed seems like, you know, 599 is a is a fair price. But if they're trying to be competitive, they would go at 499. So that's kind of what's been dri- driving a lot of that talk, right? Because if you were to build a PC of those specifications, you're—I mean—you're probably near a grand, but it still doesn't have everything built the way that it is built for the Series X because it's custom, right? So, you know, I have my own personal thoughts and I have my reasons for it. Now, I'm probably wrong. That's why it's fun speculation and not spreading a rumor or saying that I know something. I'm just an average guy that likes to play video games. I like to think about this stuff and I like to talk about it. And I've come up to my own reasonings why I think this could be the case. And I've had my prediction up on Twitter pinned to the top of my Twitter account at Fun Speculation for a while now. So what I personally think is that the Series X will be $399. Now, don't bash me if I'm wrong, because I know it's a crazy thought, okay? But it's what I actually think. Now, I'll be wrong, and then I'll lose no the little credibility I had, which was none, so I don't care. But hear me out on this, okay? The reason I started thinking about this was because of the business model that uh, Xbox has, Okay. So Xbox has the subscription service model, right? Where they're basically going for, we want to have this game pass and we want as many people to get access to that game pass as possible. Okay. So they're having it on as many devices as possible. Okay. But still the primary platform that people associate with Xbox is the console. So that's a transition of getting people to think outside of console for Xbox, right? Most uh, PC gamers use Steam, you know, most um, uh, 
mobile users use either the Google Play Store or they'll use that, you know, the Apple App Store or whatever. So, you know, those are kind of what people are used to. Now, to spread this narrative and talk about Xbox Game Pass and how good of a value it is, they need a lot of people to have it. And they need a lot of people to have it immediately. Now, people are going to have access to it on the other devices, but that doesn't necessarily immediately drive sales. Um, what drives sales is is talk, right? What drives sales is, you know, your brother or brother-in-law or cousin or friend or dad or son or whoever, you know, or wife or sister, daughter, whoever it is saying, hey, have you checked this out? It's a crazy value, right? Well, the the large majority of their user base is on Xbox consoles. And you want to get those people talking. So you want to get those people playing the next generation games on console. If you come out with a console and it's $599, you know, and the other console out there is also $599 or whatever, you're not, you're going to limit the amount of, people that are going to have access to that within the next year or two, right? You want to have it in as many people's hands as possible. So as a company, are you willing to take that immediate hit for a year or two, a company like Microsoft, when you know the reward is potentially getting all these subscriptions locked in? So if all these subscriptions get locked in with all these people that keep acquiring these consoles, you're not only making the 399, right? You're also making um the 14.99 if they subscribe to Ultimate a month, right? So so let's say I I buy a console that's 399 comes with a month free of Game Pass Ultimate. I buy it, I start checking out these games and the third-party games run better on this console because it's more powerful. Um, I start experimenting with the X cloud because I have a free subscription now, just like they're doing with the Samsung purchases. They're getting a free trial, right? So if I, uh, start trying this X cloud thing, then I can start talking about it and you know, you're more likely to try it if you get it for free, right? Um, you go over to the PC where where you say, okay, well, I already got Game Pass. I'm going to see check out some PC games because I don't really play that many PC games, right? There, This is going to breed new gamers that have never really experienced games on different platforms before and get to try different games also. So it's an avenue to get people interested in different games. So it's growing the ecosystem. It's growing the environment. It's growing the economy of of games on the Xbox platform. So to do that, but you need to get those consoles in people's hands. Now, one way they're doing it is that Xbox, I think it's called Xbox All Access, where, you know, you pay a monthly fee to get the console and you get all of that stuff as well. But um, I don't know how mainstream that's going to be yet. I don't, we don't know if that's going to be a bit, how available it's going to be for everybody. So also, do you, if it's six ninety nine, you know, do you want to be paying that for how, for how long, right? So... You know, I think 399 is crazy. But if you're in the business to win this thing long term, if you're in the business to win this thing for the future, if you're in the business to grow the business as fast as you possibly can, as good as you possibly can, you're going to go 399. You're going to take that hit initially to get the long term rewards. And they've done this before. You know, uh, they've done this before with consoles. It's not a, it's not a crazy thing. You know, when the PS4 came out, and they said those magic words three ninety nine, and then the Xbox One was out there at four ninety nine, and it came with the Kinect that nobody cared about, right? Then, all you know, you got the more powerful console, which was the PS4 at the time. Now it's not anymore since the mid gen refresh, but you had. The more powerful console at the cheaper price. At the time when the transition was cha- changing, Xbox 360 at, may have been the more anticipated. I mean, not 360. The Xbox One could have potentially been the more anticipated console because of how strong the 360 was. 
They did go through a dry spell at the end of the 360 era, and that transferred into the Xbox One era. But people were hyped. They had a lot of deals with third-party companies, like they had Titanfall exclusive. Um, They had these other, all these deals in place, and the console wasn't selling as well as the PS4 because the PS4 was more powerful, and the PS4 was cheaper. They had a clearer message. So whenever they announced this price, if they actually pulled what the PS4 did last generation and were cheaper and also more powerful, it's going to be hard to uh, for a lot of people to pass on, pass up on that. And I think they need that now because of all this talk out there is so positive on the PS5 right now. And there's a lot of negativity about the Series X because of the Halo delay. So that's another reason I think they could be potentially at 399 because they know that they need another incentive to get people to get that console. And the third reason is because they discontinued the Xbox One X. Now people might say, why, why does that matter? Well, the Xbox One X was priced at 399 So... You can't have two SKUs out there at the same price, and it wouldn't make sense for them to drop the Xbox One X price below $399 because there are other SKUs filling those gaps already. So if you have two consoles coming out, the uh, Series X at $399, and you have the Series S potentially $249, right? You would then have the One S all digital, at 199 the series s at 249 the series x at 399 right so you don't have as many skus and you have the price gaps filled the if unless the series s is the one that's 399 or close to 399 i don't know what the point is would be of discontinuing the 1x right now because it is still, it was still a popular console. Um, it still is the most powerful console currently out right now. Um, current, well, you can't get it now, <laughs> you know, unless you get one. I uh, find one somewhere or get one uh, used or something, you know. So, you know, the three ninety nine to me makes sense. Again, you, you know, honestly, four ninety nine makes sense too. And so does five ninety nine. I could make an argument for all three. My heart wants three ninety nine, so that's why it's fun to speculate about it, right? How crazy it would be if, when they announced these consoles, they came out and they said, "Series X, get it, November seventh, three ninety nine." That would send shockwaves through the internet. It would generate hype. People would be talking about how the most powerful console is the cheaper console. Unless the PS5 matched that price, which I don't think there's any way they're going to. We'll see. I could be wrong. Um, so moving on from that, I, you know, let me know what you guys think about that. I know, I know most likely it's $499, $599 probably. But what do you think about that $399 fr- uh, price point? Do you think it's possible? Do you think that my justifications in my head actually make sense? Or am I just... Uh, Am I just wishing too much, <laughs> you know? So let me know what you think about that. Uh, moving on to that. So we're going to talk about what everybody has been screaming about here the last couple days. You know, like there's been arguments on Twitter. There's been a lot of uh, debate back and forth. There's been... People saying this is a huge problem, this is alarming, this is disturbing. Then there's been people saying this doesn't matter at all. You know, this is not a big deal, right? Um, There's reasons for this that, you know, there's not, there's not a real problem behind it, right? So this issue that's been going on is the fact that there's been no actual series x footage shown of games running actually on the series x hardware on any of these promotional videos or trailers or anything like that and what's been driving that talk was the uh, call of duty reveal 
Um, I think that happened on Wednesday, uh, where they revealed Call of Duty Cold War. Um, and then the Gamescom, when they had Ratchet and Clank um, shown, and that was also running on PS5 hardware, and it actually said in letters boldly, captured on PS5. Now, before... Th- before these two things were shown, nobody was really talking about this. You know, they mentioned it occasionally, you know, like, hey, this is something we should be looking into or like what what's going on with this. But but the last two days, because of this really impressive PS5 footage, people are freaking out about the Series X. Now, my personal thoughts on this, okay? Now, this is an opinion it's not don't take anything i say as fact but to me it's not a problem i go back and i remember past generations of console releases and the fact i remember the same talk going on back when the xbox one and the ps3 were about to be you know um announced and people were freaking out because I think at E3 they had the, all these gameplay demos and stuff. And then people were talking about how they're actually running on PCs. They're not running on consoles, you know. And people were uh, freaking out about that kind of stuff. And then they kind of went in more detail. And they, people were realizing, okay, well, this is how games are developed. You know, they're developed primarily using PC kits and stuff. And then they're, you know, kind of put on the console, get get them up and running on the consoles and stuff. You know, like, I don't know. I'm not a developer, you know, I'm not super tech nerd guy that understands all the specifications, but I remember history kind of, right. I remember some of these things and, and I, and I remember seeing all these games always shown and, and gameplay demos done um, at E3 in the past and other things that where they're running on PCs, not actual consoles. And that seems pretty commonplace um, in the industry. So am I freaking out about that? No, um, I don't think it's a problem. I, don't, I think the Series X is going to actually be able to play games. I don't think for some reason that it's going to not play games as well as the PS five. Um, just because we haven't seen the games running now where people that have a point with this is that it doesn't send the right message. And this is a marketing thing. Okay. It's not necessarily a problem with, Hey, it's not capable of doing it. Cause it, we know the games are coming out for the device and we know what the specifications are. So we know what it's capable of if you compare it to other things that have those specifications like a PC, you know? So we know what we know. And to think that a console would come out that's just not playing games well because they didn't show it beforehand up to this point is 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 not... It's a little naive, right? So let's say you have Call of Duty. Let's say that Microsoft had the marketing rights, you know? Would that have said captured on Xbox Series X? We don't know because, you know, what we do know is that PS5 dev kits have been out way far in advance. But the reasoning behind that, people are saying, is because the PS5 was rumored to potentially have come out last year, but they pushed it back. So the PS5 dev kits were in hands longer than usual before a console launch. Now, that may actually be a good thing for PS5 games and getting this development and potential launch games ready, whereas the Series X had more of a traditional time frame of when the actual dev kits got to the uh, developers and, you know, the uh, games may have not been as far along to create the marketing material when they were created, right? Don't they don't necessarily a couple days ago capture this gameplay on a PS5, right? It, like it, it could have been done months ago. So we don't know all the details on how these trailers are created, what company actually made the trailers, who recorded the gameplay on the you know, a lot more goes into it, but that is marketing. 
Okay. Where the problem is, is with the Series X and the Xbox is just their marketing and messaging because Sony controls the narrative. People are all talking about Xbox. If you go on PlayStation um, forums or if you go on PlayStation fans' Twitters and you watch PlayStation YouTube videos, they're talking about the Xbox. So Sony is controlling the narrative of both consoles. And by doing that, they can kind of spin things how they want to. And they're, they're masters at this. They're masters at putting out um, videos and content that are going to create a narrative and they shed light on things purposefully it seems or they know what Microsoft's weaknesses are and they exploit that on purpose if you just go back like to 2013 when you know the guys were this is how you share games and the guy hands a game over to the other guy right it just is like a huge slap in the face to Xbox. And then they say, oh, and it's $399 and it's more powerful. Why do you think that PS4 way outsold the Xbox One last generation? It's genius. You know, you are creating the narrative that one thing is weak. One thing is overpriced. One thing is... um. Now there, it's one thing can't play games, right? Or one thing can't doesn't is isn't ready yet because there's no games being shown on it. So just the fact that they're put had intentionally probably asked these guys to make sure they put capture on PS5 or the developers did it themselves or whatever. They know that that's going to happen. They put an emphasis on making sure that these kind of things are shown. Xbox, on the other hand, when they had their chance to show something. It was their one big egg in the basket, and that was Halo. And they decided to show it in its rough form on a mid-level dev kit that was a like a PC debug kit or something like that. And it was on a slightly old build where they knew that they had these technical problems, and they even said they were expecting bad feedback. So you never want as a marketing now they're trying to be straightforward and just show what's what, right? And that's kind of what Phil Spencer's attitude is. But with this hype of this next gen stuff coming, right? With the, you're trying to say this is what's capable on the Series X. This is why you need to buy it. You should know that your stuff is going to be picked apart to a degree that it usually isn't, especially if you're Xbox, when you have something to prove compared to last gen. When, when, for instance, so far, Sony, all they've showed up to now is the uh, Miles Morales uh, screenshot, right? That who knows exactly how that was captured, but they wanted to show ray tracing in its best light. So they specifically chose that screenshot. If Xbox had waited, let's say, until their price reveal and put together a a better Halo Infinite demo where after a couple more months of development, potentially, would it have shown better? Would we have had the backlash? We don't know that because we don't know what condition it would be in. But we do know that they did what they did do and it created a narrative now when Sony's going and they're doing what they're doing, they're making sure they don't make those mistakes. They don't make those mistakes. They put out only what they want you to see and they put an emphasis on making sure they put out stuff that's super high quality for marketing purposes. And that is driven towards the hardcore gamers, the guys that care about this stuff more than anybody else. It's not for the average casual person that doesn't know. But what the average casual person does is they go on the internet and they Google something. And if you Google something and you see and you just type in Halo Infinite or if you type in 
you know, um, Xbox Series X and you see all these articles and all the stuff on Twitter where people are questioning things and saying like, oh, it's can't run games, no gameplay captured on Series X so far shown. Um, and then you see this stuff, PS5, Ratchet and Clank looks amazing. Call of Duty captured on PS5. You know, it spreads this narrative that's on all these articles, on this websites, on Twitter, everywhere. And it paints one thing negatively and it paints one thing positively. Xbox needs to get better at this. They need to learn what to show because the hardcore guys may not be the mass number of sales that they're going for, but they're the ones that spread the message. They're the ones that create the conversation. They're the ones that create the talk. They're the ones that generate the hype. And until Xbox actually starts putting out marketing material that caters to some of that audience, then this is going to continue. And I'm not talking about guys like me because I see through that stuff. I know what they have in development. I know that all these games that they have for Game Pass um, coming, like that they announced at the game showcase that I'm blown away that they're making these games. And I know the studios that are making them and I know what they're capable of. You know, I know that, you know, uh, what Playground did with Forza Horizon 3 and 4 and all the Forza Horizon games, you know, and that they're going to be the ones making uh, the new Fable and what was shown in that trailer and how that might translate to the game. I understand what Obsidian is and how they made Fallout New Vegas and how they uh, also made games in the past like Alpha Protocol and other great RPGs that a lot of people have a uh, love for, you know, Um Pillars of Eternity, you know, you can you can go on and their track record, right? I understand who that is. Joe Schmo, a guy that just was like, hey, should I get a Series X or PS5? I don't know. I need to get one for my son. And he Googles the stuff. He doesn't know that stuff. You know, if I go into my uh, dad's house with all my family there and I start talking about Obsidian, they're like, who's Obsidian? You know? So you need to spread the guys like me and like other people that make stuff like this, you know, or the people that actually spread the narrative, talk about it and spread the narrative. And that gets out to more people and more people. So far, I don't have much of an audience at all, but eventually I hope so. But other guys do. And this narrative that's out there spreads this stuff in a way that Sony is intentionally trying to do. And Xbox isn't good at um, countering. So we'll we'll see what they do. This is part of the reason why I want them to be at 399 because if they were at 399, that alone would just be like crazy, you know? That's why I want both consoles to come out on the same day. I want all this talk to happen. It'll just be bananas, you know? I want all of this hype uh to be generated around video games in general. Um so I think Xbox needs to get better in marketing to be able to have you know when you google stuff or when you just type something in more positive stuff down the down the timeline right more more positive results instead of these little articles that are discussing something that doesn't even really actually exist there is no problem with games being able to be ran on the series x it's just that they didn't put out any trailers that they emphasize, hey, you need to make sure this thing you get running on a Series X and you could, if you wanted to invest in making sure that that happened, you could do that. But they haven't chosen to do that yet. And because PlayStation did, the same week they had two things show up, this uh, narrative is now being discussed where all this negativity comes out and Xbox didn't do anything themselves to create that. They just missed the boat on not doing something, right? So is there a problem, guys? No, there's not a problem. It's pretty normal commonplace. Is there a problem with Xbox marketing? There has been for a long time. And it's not things like the games. They're good at promoting individual games when, like right before they come out. You know, uh, they're good at, you know, investing in trailers. They're good at putting out the stuff on Twitter. And they're really good at marketing Game Pass. Game Pass is the thing they've marketed the best. But it's all 
they're bad at sending messages to create narrative. Sony is a master at that. Master class. 100%. So hopefully they get better with that. But it is what it is right now. You know, it, all this talk about it actually being a problem is just like kind of it's funny because I you just you just see through it, you know, and um, I can't wait to see what they show next. So getting where this also leads to some credibility is the launch lineup. OK, so. Part of the reason why they they have these things to show was one was the marketing deal with Call of Duty, right? So that's why they showed that on the PS5. Xbox, they went and they chose Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and that was way back in May when they showed that uh, trailer, that gameplay. So the gameplay (laughs) trailer, if you want to call it gameplay. So it's not... You know, you you can't really necessarily compare apples to apples because... People would mostly say that, you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla just doesn't look that impressive graphically in general right now, you know? So, where Call of Duty does, um, if, let's say the roles were reversed and the games were switched, you know, it would be the opposite talk. So, that's another thing, you know, PlayStation chose the right game there to have the marketing partnership with. They put up more money or whatever. I don't know how those deals come together, but... um. So, you know, we got these launch games coming. Now, like Ratchet & Clank was just confirmed that it's within the launch window. So that's another reason why you have this gameplay potentially being shown for that, whereas on the Series X you don't have, you know, um, gameplay being shown yet because, you know, the launch window. You know, Xbox was counting all in on Halo, and Halo is not there at the launch window anymore. So they have to rethink their whole next thing they were going to do because I'm sure it revolved heavily on Halo. So what are they going to put there instead? That's what's going on at Microsoft right now. They're not going to de- I don't think they're going to delay the console because they don't have that Halo there for it. You know, you don't launch the hardware because you don't have a piece of software and Phil Spencer's already alluded to this before in an interview with uh, uh Ryan McCaffrey. You know, he's hinted to the fact that there could be software issues because of coronavirus and the pandemic and stuff, but the hardware is where it needs to be. And he didn't foresee a situation where software would cause hardware to be delayed. And as far as we know, everything is on track with hardware. You know, um, it's being made right now. So uh, we don't have anything to worry about there. But where there is a hole is in the launch lineup. Now, this also goes into the same issues right because you know we know that the playstation has ratchet and clank around launch window you know we know that they have the spider-man miles morales game which maybe or may not be a glorified expansion you know um but i'm sure that game's going to be great right and then we also have uh demon souls was uh said that it they were planning on hitting around launch also the demon souls remake so that's uh, three pretty strong games. When you take Halo out of the equation now for the for the Series X, that's another marketing blunder because they could have made sure, you know, three years ago that they invested in more properties or more development uh, to make sure that they at least had an, one or two more games for launch, right? Right now they have uh, the Medium is going to be a timed exclusive, um, and that's supposed to hit in December, um, you know, we have uh Gears Tactics is supposed to be coming to Series X. So we'll see if that is their launch. I'm not sure exactly. I I could probably look that up and find out, you know. Uh there's Crossfire X is supposed to be on the Series X around launch. Um I'm sure I'm missing a few things, you know, but if you go through those and then you go through, you know, what uh PS5 has shown and they've actually shown gameplay of two of, of one of those games um we're actually running you know it's uh 
it's like okay you know people people that are on the fence right now are are leaning more towards ps5 because they have something that they know they're going to enjoy right away so if microsoft would have said okay we need to put an emphasis on this even if it's not you know fable or avowed or any of these other massive franchises that they have you know some of the stuff that they're doing for sony they're not that they're not massive games one's a remake of demon souls and they're getting a, a third party uh, developer to make that right uh, blue i think it's blue point is who's making that um so they also got uh you know a ratchet and clank game and they got a Miles Morales uh, Spider-Man game that's kind of like a game one and a half type thing, right? They say kind of like Uncharted Lost Legacy. So those aren't three massive things, but they're things that Sony made sure that they had around launch of the console. So, you know, we got the medium. You know, we'll we'll see. I think they need to, maybe they need to market these things better. I don't know exactly what they need to do, but right now in the narrative department on the internet, you know, PlayStation's killing Xbox when Xbox was heading so strong into this uh, next gen launch with being so upfront and transparent and showing so much. And then what happened was the May next gen game play reveal kind of fumbled because they didn't actually have a lot of gameplay to show, even though I think that event is a lot better than some of the other events that we've seen. Um, Then we had the Halo Infinite reveal at the Xbox Game Showcase where that got torn apart. Personally, I think that game looked like it was going to be really good because I was excited about what I saw from the gameplay perspective. Um, Graphically, you know, I think... It could definitely be improved. You could fix the pop-in stuff. Aesthetically, I thought it looked good. Uh, but the fidelity could have definitely been enhanced. And I think they could have done it if it was just that by launch. But um, we know that there are some issues going on there because they made a point to bring one of the founders of Halo, one of the main creators of Halo probably the guy that's most influential of the story of halo on board to help write the ship for launch of halo. And that's Joe Staten. My personal opinion is that him and Marty O'Donnell may be the two most influential people in actually creating what we know of as halo. And they already had Joe Staten at Microsoft for a while now. They decided to move him over to 343 to help with that game to get it on track would they have done that if they didn't feel the need to no you know they they want to make sure that things start going in the right direction so that means they think that they need somebody that is uh familiar with the franchise that is familiar with uh being a high up at the franchise that makes halo games to help write the ship so personally, I think that also goes into the fact that I don't think this is an early 2021 game, you know, to bring somebody on board like that, where he could actually have any kind of influence and change, you would need to make it probably late 2021 at late, at least. So I think it's the next holiday game. And to me, Halo is a holiday game anyway. So I predict Halo right as of right now, it'd be 2021 a holiday. And if not, if it doesn't come out, then then they're going to go through some massive change with what we know that Halo Infinite is. And it'll be a different game than we saw at the gameplay reveal. So, you know, we'll see what they do with that. Uh, Joe Staten, I trust with Halo. My dream would be if they, you know, somehow convince Marty O'Donnell to come over there and join the team and they can team up. And because I think they kind of, they, from what I've seen on the interviews and everything, they kind of have like a difference of opinion at times. And sometimes that butting of heads kind of creates gems, you know, and that's definitely what I think Halo was. So, you know, Joe Staten going there is, is big and, you know, it does take Halo Infinite away from us for now, but it also does prove that 
Xbox is invested in making sure that they get things right. Now, sometimes I think they back down too much because they're just saying, hey, we see all this negativity and we need to correct that. You know, Um, we need to um, make a change because people are asking us to. I think they need to stick with what their creative decisions are and roll with that and have guys that have a little bit of guts to see a vision through, right? So, you know, Joe Staten may be that guy with Halo. Not going to necessarily cater to what everybody's just asking or complaining about, but he knows what he wants for Halo. He's a creative, right? So, you know, Halo missing. It's better for Halo in the long run, better for Xbox in the long run, it definitely hurts that launch lineup, you know, and that kind of goes into next topic, right? What is the next big news or event going to be for Xbox? Personally, I know I'm going to get a Series X no, no matter what, unless they came out and said like it's like $1,500 and there's no games coming for it. Right, because I have so much invested into the Xbox ecosystem. I have so many games on there. I enjoy playing my games on the Xbox more than any other platform by far. It's where my friends are. I've had friends that I've been playing with Xbox since Xbox Live started. And I'm going to keep that going. I don't plan on stopping it, right? It's how I've enjoyed playing my games for a long time. Ever since I've been an adult really you know so being that we know halo is not here we know they can't unless they announce a beta or something you know coming around launch there's not much that they can show really for halo because we don't they're gonna they're hard back at work at that game now they're making some changes they're doing some stuff we don't know exactly what it is now, we know that there's the Medium coming. We know that Gears Tactics is supposed to be coming. We know there's Crossfire X, you know. Um, so what are they going to choose to showcase the Series X? Because at this point, with all the narrative going on, they they have to showcase something running on a Series X. And that's got to be soon. If they don't do that then they at least need to come out with a statement explaining why we haven't seen Series X gameplay. Not for me, but for people that keep questioning it, right? So what is going to be this event? So are we going to get just a uh, a video with a trailer, you know, that has the uh, price and announcement of pre-order of launch date and that pre-orders are on sale? I think if you're doing that at this point with how the talk has been going on, you need at least need to have something big to go along with that. You need some big splash news, right? And there's been a lot of talk about, hey, we got something in the bag for Game Pass that we haven't talked about yet. Um, there's been stuff uh, on Twitter with uh, some insiders, you know, saying that they got something for Game Pass. Phil Spencer himself has alluded to it twice um once by commenting on a uh on a post on twitter and once also on gary Wood's animal talking show he's alluded to something for game pass that we don't know about yet that is a pretty really great strong announcement is what he said so we know there's something coming around regarding game pass we just don't know what it is we know that they've also talked about wanting still that they're going to be investing in in um more studios for uh Xbox Game Studios team right for the family they're going to grow that they're not done at 15 where they stand now so my opinion is what they should do is they should have like a it doesn't have to be a long thing maybe like a 20 to 30 minutes you know Announce two more games that are in development for Series X with uh, trailers. 
maybe show a little bit of that Hellblade 2 gameplay that we didn't get to see and have that running on a Series X. If you put Hellblade 2 actually running on a Series X with the way that that game is potentially going to look, people will stop talking about this, (laughs) right? Maybe that's why they didn't show it at the last event. They're holding that off for now for when this next thing is. So announce maybe one or two more games, you know, show the Hellblade 2 gameplay running on a Series X. Then what's next? You get the Series S announcement. You get price for Series S. Then you get the price for Series X. Then you get the release date. Then at the end, you announce the one more acquisition for Xbox game studios or or something that that would be like my prototypical, what I would like to see from them. And I, I think if they did that and they announced the price was three 99 or even four 99, I think a lot of people would be happy, you know, um, that would be pretty remarkable of a, uh, of a, uh, statement to make in a video to show. And that would get a lot of people hyped and understand why we need to invest in the Series X as a platform, um, invest in Game Pass, and maybe that that's what they'll do. It, maybe that's how they'll present it. And I don't think it has to be some like live thing. It can just be released as a video put out there. You know, okay, guys, here it is. Pick it apart. You know, and we're confident in it. Right. This is what we're gonna do. Now, are they playing chicken with Sony and waiting for Sony to drop their price before they do this? I don't know, but I, I, I would hope that they're confident enough in their price that they don't feel the need to. You know, did they want to make sure that Sony isn't going to be six ninety nine so that way they don't have to worry about the price as much, right? Um, we'll see. We don't, we don't know exactly why um, they've been waiting so long to announce this stuff, to announce the Series S, to announce the price. But it's got to come soon. It's got to come really soon. According to some of the insiders that have been talking about the chain of events and things, um, that stuff should be hopefully coming in in a week or two weeks at the latest. Uh, Prediction, November 7th for Series X release. I would think you may come out with the Series S around the same time. I, I don't know if, you know, unless you want to make sure that people get the highest in hardware first and that sells out, then you drop the Series S. I don't know what would be the point of that, you know, but I would want my cheaper console out there competing with the PS5 immediately. Um, and speaking of all this, man, don't, don't you guys just miss E3? You know, like, <laughs> we've had this dripping and drip 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 of news and it's when there's when there's a gap now which we've had a gap for a little while now with xbox and i think the reason we've had a gap is because of halo infinite i bet by now we would have seen something else from halo infinite that was supposed to be in august and it got erased that's why they put out that statement that we're no longer doing the 2020 thing right plans changed because their plans changed when Halo Infinite got moved. So, but imagine if we had E3 and we had all of this stuff within like, what, a three-day span? You know, we have all, we would have gotten so much more information jam-packed, you know, and we'd have so much to talk about. Usually they announce either the prices then or they have another event like a month after or so to announce the prices, you know? So, man, E3 is heavily missed. I think everybody misses it now, and they see the value of it. I hope the I hope Sony sees the value of it. I hope Xbox still sees the value of it. Um, to when it when the world is back to a place where we can have events like this, um, then I'm hoping that big traditional Super Bowl feeling E3 is back. That would be awesome. Um, Until then, learn from what DC did with DC Fandom because that event was freaking cool, man. How awesome did the Batman look? Like the Gotham Knights also. Uh, That's how you reveal a game. 
You know, you you show a trailer and then bam, you go into gameplay and you you reveal certain things about the game, showing the gameplay that gives an insight into what the game is, but you don't reveal everything. You don't show everything. It gets people hyped, right? So that's that's learn learn from DC fandom, all all entertainment industry. If in the coronavirus world right now, that is how you do a digital event. I was heavily impressed with that. Um, Gamescom, I, I was not heavily impressed with that. They had a couple cool things, you know, to show there. Um, but it seemed like mostly filler, you know. Th- things that were hyped up way beyond what they should have been, you know. Um, the Ratchet and Clank gameplay was really cool. But again, it, we already saw a large section of that same gameplay. So it, it wasn't telling us anything new other than this is r- captured actually running on a PS5, right? And I think that was more marketing, than, like I said, than anything else. So I miss E3. You know, I bet you guys miss E3 too. So, you know, do you all want to see E3 back? I, I know I do. Um, now going into the next topic. And this is the final topic. Let's see, this has been going on. It's not too long. I've been going on for about 50 minutes, so that's about normal. Um, Game Pass Game of the Week. So Game Pass Game of the Week. My Game Pass Game of the Week is Wasteland 3. Now, let me go into something else real quick before I talk about specifically Wasteland 3. Regardless of all the talk that's been going on with, you know, gameplay not being shown and and all this stuff, what should be talked about more than anything is all these amazing games that are hitting Xbox right now that are hitting Game Pass. I mean, back to back to back to back, we've had great games. You know, we have, you know, Flight Simulator, then you had Battletoads, and then you have, uh, I think it's Don't don't Tell Me Why, um, or is it Tell Me Why? <laughs> I can't remember the name off the... Yes, Don't Not Entertainment, Tell Me Why. Um, you have, uh, and now you have Wasteland 3. And these games are all doing well score-wise. They're all on Game Pass day one. Oh, Spiritfarer was on, is on Game Pass. You know, that's not even Xbox Game Studios game, right? Um, you know, just these games, they have hit this past month, like week after week. Um, and they keep doing well. So anybody that says Xbox has no games... Look what's come out the last few weeks and just check yourself, you know. Now, I know that Flight Simulator isn't on Xbox yet. It's coming to Xbox, but it's on PC right now, and you can still play it with Game Pass. So, yes, it's still, to me, an Xbox game. Maybe that'll be a launch game on Series X. That would be pretty cool. Now, if they showed if they showed Flight Simulator running on Series X and they showed that with actual gameplay footage captured on Series X at the Series X announcement would that get people hyped and if it looked as gorgeous as it does on PC uh show that would show capability of a machine right there cuz they're talking about that as like the next crisis with you know how uh, how much it's de- how demanding it is so you know um Xbox has games and they're going to have great games and it's going to be able to Series X is going to be able to run things at crazy performance levels like Call of Duty is going to be at 120 frames per second, you know, on both consoles. So that's just awesome, guys. And uh so going into Wasteland 3. Wow. So I started streaming this game last night and it was pretty late so I was kind of tired, you know. Um but just right away it grabs you if you're a pc if you're like an old school like pc uh gamer that played some of these like crpgs back in the day um or if you played like uh um tactics games like uh 
um, XCOM or, you know, Gears Tactics even, or, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of like a, a breed between a top down CRPG and a game like XCOM. And it's just, and it has a really good sense of humor. Um, it has really good music. Uh, sometimes these songs will just start playing in the middle of the battle and they just create this good vibe and it kind of happens out of nowhere and it catches you off guard. And it's like, Hey, yeah, I'm kind of digging this. Right. And, uh, some of the jokes are pretty freaking funny and they've got some pretty funny games recently with like battle toads and like in this and, you know, um, it's nice to have some humor in the gaming world and, and they're going to have even more with Sac- Psychonauts 2 coming out and everything. So, you know, um, this game is, is really a breath of fresh air because, you know, we don't get a lot of games like this, especially on console and we don't get them at this high quality with this much invested into it. Um, and already they've in exile said that this game wouldn't be what it is without Xbox because they've poured, they, they invested into them and it allowed them to do more than what they would have been able to do otherwise. Um, so, even though this is now a multi-platform game because of it was originally uh, started development before the Microsoft acquisition, um, this game became what it became partly because of that, and it shows what In Exile is capable of developing in the future as a member of the Xbox Game Studios family. And you love to see what they're doing on Twitter with the cross uh, marketing with the, some of the other um, developers and talking about their games and stuff and. You know, I so happy that in Exile is part of that Xbox family making games for Xbox, and I can't wait to see what their next game is after playing the first maybe hour or so of Wasteland Three. I'm gonna get so dug into this game. I'm gonna stream a heck of a lot of it. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to stream all of it because then that might limit my amount of time I can actually play the game. <laughs> but I am gonna stream this game. Um, again, like I said, it's it's funny. Um, it's got really good gameplay elements too. So I, I wasn't even talking about the gameplay, but you know, uh, I was just playing. I was like, Hey, I wonder how, how big of an explosion this barrel is going to make. And so I decided to shoot it, and it's like freaking massive, you know, it's really, it's really fun. You know, it, it has shocking moments that come out of nowhere that catch you off guard to get you entertained. So it kind of sucks you in that way. You don't know what's going to happen next. You know, you uh, have this humor, so it makes you laugh. Then it has a shocking moment out of nowhere, and you're sitting there trying to strategize and think all at the same time. And while it's got a story that's a little bit intriguing and kind of getting you uh, invested a little bit, and then if you're really into that strategy kind of game where you like those tactics elements, you know, it's uh, it's actually got... It's really deep with that as well, you know? So to me... I think uh, uh, Jez Corden of uh, Windows Central said that, you know, it's it's his potential game of the year right now. And I've only played an hour of it. Um, but because of my love for, like, games like this in the past um, and what I'm seeing in this game is so different in a, in a breath of fresh air for me, this could end up being my game of the year. We'll see. It could fall apart. It could get repetitive. Um, I don't know what what's gonna happen with it, but as of right now, I'm loving this game, and I can't wait to play it tonight. I'm gonna be playing it after I'm done recording this, and I'm gonna play it on Twitch. So, uh, tune in to that if you hear this in time. Well, you probably won't. <laughs> so, you know, um, Wasteland Three guys, Game Pass. Wow, on Game Pass, day one. Can't beat that. You can play it on PC or or Xbox with Game Pass. Cross save. Progress saves no matter where you play it. So, you know, uh, check it out, please. Uh, If you are interested in any kind of game like this. And the beauty of Game Pass is, even if you didn't think you might like a game like this, you know, if you give it a try, you might say, wow, I actually do like this. I didn't think I would. You know, um, for youngsters out there, there's a lot of language and gore. Okay. 
They're they're not uh, afraid to use, drop the f word. You know, there's a lot of f bombs going on and stuff, and it's so uh, just forewarning out there. But you know, for all you guys that are you know old enough and you know really advise you to check that game out. So, all right, guys. Well, that's it for this week. I would please appreciate any support if you would like to follow me on Twitter. At Fun Speculation, uh, check out my YouTube channel, uh, Fun Speculation, uh, where you can actually catch a video of this podcast when I was recording it. Um, you can also find this podcast on all major uh, podcasting platforms by now. Um, so I appreciate it, guys. Thank you again. And until next week, this is Mav. Thanks. Bye.